Welcome back to Brews of the Homies. This is going to be another Instagram exclusive. On this episode, we're ringing in the new year and talking about kind of a recap of last year. And we're going to be introducing the beer we have today. It's going to be a mead from Horace Aged Ales. It's going to be Honeyhawk Series R from Van Winkle Special Reserve Bourbon Barrel Aged Mead. So the dilemma here was which letter was the favorite, right? So there was a consensus of R and W were kind of the top two. The Cuvée was up there. But for the non kind of barrel age series, the Guava Raspberry took the cake for most people. So for us, we thought the R was the better one. So we wanted to talk about it on this episode and kind of go over some of our favorite beers of last year. So we'll kind of deep dive into that. So to start this episode off, guys, I kind of want to jump into the recap of 2022. We had some great beers, amazing stouts, amazing meads, some great times with amazing people. And some of my favorite beers, I'll kind of go off the list real quick, just kind of deep dive because Untapped does their recap. So kind of my top checked in beers were from Monkish, followed by North Park and Beer Zombies. I had almost a thousand unique check-ins with 12, 1300 plus check-ins. At 124 unique styles, and my top two beers were Triple Jasper from Fidens and Coconut Convergence from Horace Aged Ales. I drank beers from 216 unique breweries, and my drinking partner had to be Heron with almost 1,200 check-ins together. So most unique beer for me was Otherness, two from Horace Aged Ales as a Burgette, a mead and beer infused style, 15.2%. Uh, it was kind of the best of both worlds. Mead meets beer, absolutely incredible. And then one of my favorites that were completely different that I would rank in the top probably three beers of 2022 was Omnipolo collab with Monkish Coconut Space Cookies. It was a draft only exclusive. They had very few cans that were canned for an event. Some people got their hands on them, but it was one of the most delicious, easy drinking beers at 8.3% that I've had all year. So I know Dustin took his time and was writing down a lot of, of his favorites. So I want to throw it to him. Kind of what was your favorites? What kind of got your attention in 2022 and brought you up and made you a very satisfied beer consumer? So uh, for me... Year 2022 was the year of the mead. Yeah. Meads, barley wines, and stouts. Yeah, who who would have thought stouts would have made it in the top for me this year yeah. or this past year? Um, so I've had three of my top check-ins, right? So my first one is to the local is from Deadwood Meadery. It's the Umbra. It's a session mead. Yeah. Uh, I rated that one a five on Untapped. That was like... One of the ones I was like, oh man, that was delicious. I yes. can't wait to go back to get some more, right? And then my other one's from Horace Ales. It was uh, built different. It was a barley wine. Oh, that Crystal Ale. So, yes. yeah. Uh, Dustin and I decided to team up and get the membership this year. Shout out to Kyle. I'm so excited that we were able to get the membership this yeah. year. And that one was so unique. We wanted to crack it open together and we shared it while we were just hanging out. We played some games, had a good day. And we went to the night game. And Dude. that one was just so crisp, clear. It just was so different than a normal stout, right? Yeah. It just had such a unique presence to it. It was so drinkable. And me and Dustin were like, damn, this is a 
great beer to share. So I'm glad that was in your top because yeah, that I was really surprised. I was like, wow, like this style is like making my top three. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, you know, we, we want to see more of those. Yeah, those right. Awesome. See more of those. And then the third one I had was uh, Sporadic Questionings number 39 from Fidens. Yeah, and this was from their experimental series. So like, it was cool to see experimental one crop creep up in my top three this year so like i was really looking at my list going oh it's gonna be a whole bunch of ipas and a whole bunch yeah. of this and that no it was a lot different so i'm, I'm proud of myself this year yeah like stepping outside your comfort zone yeah fight-ins does a really good job of really pushing the boundary we've had a lot of their great stuff one of my top beers from the last two years is triple jasper I always seek it out we've had it on the podcast a few times before and they just do a, such a credible or incredible job of bringing such great beers, di using different hops, using experimental series stuff to bring different flavors to the table. And that makes me excited that you really enjoyed that one because there was a couple of their experimental series that blew my mind that were really up there. But we just have such stiff competition, right? We yeah. have such great beers. And I want to kick it to Heron because... I've shared so many great beers with him, but he has a different palate. He has a unique sense of taste, and I want to kind of see what his top beers were all about. All right, so the most recent kind of top beer, maybe, well, the top beer for years, in, in my taste, is uh, Dark and Mild, which yeah. is a dark mild from Monkish. Incredible. Like, I could drink that all day, ev like all year. Yeah every year doesn't matter but i mean going back to like the unique stuff we got toes to the nose which i don't even remember what fruits were in there do you remember yeah so like mo um a bottle mango, right yeah so mango in there. mostly mango but bottle logic released this one it was their fruited sour and we were down there when they first released it and it was such an incredible because when you get fruited sour sometimes you either get like too much of a sourness or too much artificial. This one was all natural. Like you got all the mango, you got all this like very natural sweet characteristics to where it was thickly fruited, but it wasn't like overly thick to where you're like, eh, it's just not my style or it's overly sweet. It was like a perfect balance of let's get these natural flavors in there. Let's get a very good all around beer. And I think that's why we enjoyed it so much. So that yeah. one was an incredible one that I really enjoyed from them also. Yeah, I mean, it, it had, the body was incredibly thick. Like it was a proper, like almost like slushy style, fruited stuff. Like usually that's not a thing that many people would enjoy like after drinking plenty of beer, but yeah. it just had the right amount of bitterness in it. Did, yeah, did you guys, you so I have it pulled up on, on tap. The crazy thing is barrel through 110 pounds of mango, fresh coconut, marshmallows to give that lightly tart, super viscous, small batch smoothie style beer. So I think that's where it talks to the uniqueness and the creativity of Bottle Logic to brew some of these beers to where, okay, how can we make this style that's so well done from let's say 450 North or some other companies that are so sweet and overdone to like refine it back to its roots. How do we get this natural sweetness? How do we make this still a beer that people can enjoy? And I think adding the fresh coconut, the mango and like a marshmallow to still create it to where it's a thick fruited experience, but it's not overly sweet or artificial. And I think they hit the, the nail on the head there to allow 
someone like Heron that has such a unique beer taste to be like, you know what, that was a beer that I respect and I think a lot of people enjoyed overall. Yeah, it's like crafting a juice, you know? If you have an orange juice that is too sweet or you put too much pulp in there that's too bitter or you put, I don't know, too much acidity in there through artificial, uh, just injecting acidity in there or whatnot, then you, it's not gonna come out great. Yeah. But the way Toes the Nose came out was just incredible. And the fact that it was, what, only like 5% ABV, ABV like, was great. Yeah, 5.5. Like, yeah. it was a it was super solid, so super light. It wasn't, like, overdone in terms of t al alcohol content. It wasn't like, oh, let me give you an 8%er that's going to get you fucked up. It's like, okay, well, I could still sip on this at the pool. Oh, yeah. I could drink this any time of year yeah. and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. But as and we kind of venture off that let's get back into the mead that we're oh, drinking yeah. let's let's did you guys even take a sip uh, not yeah so let's cheers it up it enough to take a yeah. sip, so, so this is as a reminder honey hawk it's the r variant of the van winkle special reserve bourbon barrel aged mead at 16 percent from horace so with these i want to give a special shout out to Vinny for um cultivating a great experience at boulder city um, beer zombies they did a collab with horace to bring out a stout flight and a mead flight for one of their events luckily we were all able to go out there and enjoy some incredible mead try the flights and we were pushing it too because we've bought these for full price and got to share it with some people and to have a unique experience at a great price and to have people try this mead it's a great experience, right? We're always trying to push. Like we had Tom for Deadwood on. We want people to try different styles of beer. I forgot mead. Jesse too. Yeah, and Jesse, like having those experiences and someone that knows so much about mead and Jesse doing a home brew and cultivating his own brewery experience. So it's great to push people to, hey, you might not like mead or don't know too much, but hey, you know Horace. They do great styles. They have a mead special here at a great price. Let's get you into it. So for this one, the kind of controversy was which one was the best. I think R and W were kind of like the top two. The cuvee was next after that. And then the guava raspberry that we've done on our uh, previous podcast episode, you can check it out on our brewswth.com. We have that episode where we all thoroughly enjoyed the guava raspberry as our favorite, but this one is up there because if you like barrel characteristics, it takes it a cake. Up. Yeah, like, it take it takes the cake. It's it's honestly like I had a chance to have some of this on Friday or this past Friday at Boulder City with you guys, and let me tell you, like having it there was delicious. Now having it here, I'm just like, oh my wow. god, this is like it's it's bringing back all the like the love I had for it when mm -hmm. we had it on Friday at Boulder City, and like like I said, this takes the cake. This one. I had the W, the W's good, yeah. but there's yeah. something about this one that just captivates my taste. It captivates the like the way it goes down. It it's smooth, it's delicious, it's like the right amount of sweet. Yeah. It's well that's what down. I love about it because for someone like Dustin that or D Bro that is get um in the last year his journey from not liking stouts or barrel aged stuff to being a, a lover of it and appreciating it. This is something to where the guava raspberry one, if you're not into barrel aged stuff, is going to be number one across the board. We all agree on that. But 
if you want a little bit of barrel but to captivate. I don't get a lot of barrel in this, even though this, yeah. this is barrel aids. It just you don't has get a lot just of enough, right? It just like, gives you that like that little like introduction to it. You're like, hey, this is what a barrel kind of tastes like. And you're just like, ooh, you either like it or yeah. you're intrigued by it or you don't like it. Yeah. And this one is definitely captivate the, hey, I like this one. Yeah, and that's what's good because we want people um, to be able to kind of distinguish those two and be like, this is a very easy to get into mead, right? Whereas the guava raspberry, we know the people are gonna love that. We know it's an easy one to get into, but with this barrel age and a pappy barrel, that's something a lot of people, it's very out of their price range. It's a very expensive, very sought after uh, bourbon that it's very tough to get to be aged in something like that to where you could get kind of the sense of the barrel, but still enjoy the all the classic flavors. I think this is where it really captures the essence of, yes, like you can introduce this to someone that's getting up to that level that wants to experience that stuff, but doesn't want to spend that money or doesn't want to dive into that realm. And that's what I love about it. And that's where I think we do a good job of like recommending to people and sharing because when we were out there at Boulder City doing a share with Vinny, we brought a bunch of stuff from like Green Cheek, Monkish, Horace. Uh, we did the Horace and Green Cheek collab stout and we were sharing with multiple people and getting them to try different stuff. And uh, shout out to Belazo Tacos. He was there uh, serving food and we're like, hey man, like try this stuff with us, like share with us. And he's like, oh man, I remember the old days where like I was out there in LA and like had Monkish when they were first starting. So it kind of goes full circle, right? We're sharing all this good beer, having good conversations and and we get to learn about the history of the beer and history of the scene. So I just enjoy it. Heron, I know you've tried quite a few of these. We've done the flights together. What do you think of this one compared to the other ones? So this one it has like, so when you think of mead, you want like a little bit of sweetness in there. Yep. Sometimes if you have mead that has too much not sweet, you know, like other characteristics, and you're like, okay. That's weird. Yeah. Like, why why does this thing taste like honey, but like kind of like raw honey in a sense where it's like very rustic, kind of like very earthy. You're like, yeah. that's not necessarily what you think of when you think of honey for the ordinary folk. This kind of brings you back to a sweetness that is very inviting and kind of like a, a like the slightest bit of heat, the slightest yeah. bit of some booziness that you're gonna experience from that barrel. Yeah. And the ethyl alcohol that is in here that will end up getting you drunk. So you taste this and you're like, okay, this is carefully crafted to the point where you're just gonna sip on this, experience it, have it be quite fruity. Yeah. It is like a, a, a nice little dark fruit. It's kind of a dessert. Yeah. You I know, agree with but that, not yeah. like a, an obnoxious dessert. Not like if uh, you were to boil down some blackberries or some raspberries and have it just be like too acidic or too yeah. sweet. You know, it's like it's a proper like if you just straight up bit on a blackberry and a raspberry together and just have that just combine in your mouth and be like, wow, this is this is fruit. Yeah. So I would say that this mead is fruit essentially, yeah. and it is enjoyable as fruit and everybody should enjoy it as if it was fruit yeah no oh, yeah that's a perfect summary to kind of get people on board and 
They still have some at Pure Zombies, so definitely check them out, the bottle shops, and make sure you could swoop in there and get some before they're sold out. But hey guys, it was a great 2022. I wanna wrap it up. Now that we're in 2023, we've got a lot of fun stuff planned and we will be definitely talking about that stuff, introducing it as we go forward, but we appreciate you joining us and hey, happy new year and we appreciate you guys all and look forward to what we could do in this coming, uh, upcoming year. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Empty Poor glass. Dustin, he finished already. <laughs> cheers. cheers.